Still does, Jamie Cockshut. No use to rule the world. He still rules the world. Jamie Cockshut, our Taz Racing correspondent, all the way from Vietnam, mate. Uh, Jamie, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, Tony. How about yourself? Yeah, really good, mate. Uh, it's been a. We did a show in the first hour, or the show in the first hour with uh, Tim O'Connor and Jason Bonington. We went through our. Best and fairest and runner-up best and fairest. We looked at things very differently. Uh, best club people and uh, best, most consistent, most improved. And I threw the same task to you as well. So we'll work through those shortly. But it was a lot of great fun in the first hour, mate. Yeah, no, I'm sure it would have been, mate. No, it's, it's pretty um, pretty interesting, the, the concept you put to me last night going yeah. through. and. I've got a few out of left field, mate. People might think, oh, why, why this, why that? But that's who I am, mate. I'm... Um, always a bit out of left field and everything I do, Cobber. Yeah, and there was no rhyme or reason to it. I had uh, my most consistent award. I went with Ben Yole. He's 4,661 starters. is pretty amazing to butter up. It's basically 100 starters a week, week in, week out. Uh, the next most in Australia is 1,376, Grant Dixon. He's produced 380 winners, 72 of those in Victoria. And so he's been well covered, Ben, <laughs> earlier in the show, mate, uh, from the Taz Racing perspective, anyway, so we should get a few left of centre from you, and uh, we did it. We did it from sort of the back to front order, starting with our best clubman. So I'll hand it over to you for a best clubman, which in the Footy Awards <laughs> is the person that's cleaning the rooms up after the and you know after the games and doing all the little things around the place. So I, no doubt this will be someone of great interest for the best clubman award in Taz Racing. Yeah, well, we'll just touch on Ben, mate. Oh, I condone everything you said, Toby. You know, what he's been able to do, the numbers and just the geography of it, mate. It's just, oh, I'll, I'll, we'll never see it again. Nobody will ever do what Ben does. Um, you know, them sort of runners and, you know, just you got to take your head off to him. But, yeah, you know, I knew you'd cover him pretty well, mate, because um, you've got a soft spot for him and what he does in the in Australia, like we all do. We all do, mate. He does an amazing job. But we'll go to the best clubman. Um yeah, this is a tricky one, but I'm going to mention um, Sean Kennedy. He's a young fellow that's been in the game probably 20 years, just plodded around with one or two, but he took on the role of president of Botcher of oh, probably 18 months ago. I think we had him on the show once, Toby. And, uh, yeah, we did. He's just he's just a tireless worker. He's been pushing and pushing to get policies done with you know the racing bodies in Tasmania, um, which not a lot of people have had a lot of success over the years doing so, and he's, he's slowly winning the battle. Um, it's a voluntary role, so you don't get paid to do anything, mate. Tireless hours, meetings, travelling up north and south. And he's someone that probably not many people would, would think of, but um, I just want to give him a big pat on the back, mate, for all the hard work he's done for Potter and trying to shape Tasmanian harness racing for the better going into the future. And the other one, the runner-up, we'll, we'll give to Heath Woods. Um, he's... He's just a hobby trainer, mate. He's only got a small team. He retired from delivering the... He used to work for Australia Post for 15-odd years. He retired from that three three years ago, maybe, or maybe four, after a 10- or 12-year hiatus. And what he's done is he's just come back and he's just done a super job. You know, his stable starts are shallows, but he's only got three or four in work, and every horse that he's got goes to the races, tries their best. And for a small stable like he's got, you know, he very rarely travels up north because he's based down south. But, you know, he just he deserves a big pat on the back just for the, the small team he's got. And this, 
you know, more or less a consistency of his horse's performance. But so I, I stuck him in the best clubman um, vote just because of that, mate, because I've got someone else in the most consistent. Yeah, fair enough. Now, I've just got a little bit of audio queued up here and uh, it's a bit of a, it's not quite an award, but it's a bit of a special mention that uh, I know you wanted to do as well. So we should, hopefully this audio works and, and then I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Body made for one sprint at them with 40 metres left to go. Third quarter in 29. Now he comes with Riley Major. Out wide on the track comes Arden Roanoke starts to wind up. Comhector from further back in the field with Cullen Byrne. They turn top of the straight. Here comes Riley Major out wide with Arden Roanoke. They go up towards the lead. Riley Major takes lead off Jawbreaker. Down the outside comes Colmy Hector running on well and also Arden Roanoke. Riley Major in front. Here comes Hector the outside. Colmy Hector over the top. The Hector the infector. Hector Call me Hector up and meet Riley Major in a surprise. Then followed home by Arden Roanoke from... Jamie, that was Call Me Hector winning a golden apple heat from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the thing about Tasmanian Harness last weekend was the um, the sad news that came through about Call Me Hector. He was involved in a fall in the Danbury Park Cup. Um, tipped his driver, owner and trainer out, Matty Cooper, and he, he actually got away and, yeah, he, just suffered some injuries at where he couldn't be saved. I think it was three joints in his leg he just snapped and sadly he had to be put down, mate, which is which is, you know, we never ever want to see that, but the reality is it does happen in life in all aspects of life. But um he came across to Tasmania to Matty Cooper like David David and Russell Jack, I think had him mate, you know, so very good horseman. Um he came across to Matty Cooper who's just a, a hobby trainer, mate. Only had a couple in work, but he did have the mare call her Julie, um, which was originally owned by the same connection. So they sent him down, called me Hector, and yeah, you know, he only come down here. I think he'd won eight races over in New South Wales, and he come down here pretty lowly rated, but he won his first couple, and you know, and we thought, geez, this horse goes okay. Yeah. And cut a long story short, mate, he ended up winning 15 races for Matty Cooper um, over probably a three-year period. He did own the two-mile records in Tasmania. I don't know if he still owns them. I think he's got one. I think he might have the longest one. I'm not sure, but I think Sonny Sands took the Hobart one off him. Um, but it's just the bloke who owns trainer, Matty Cooper. He's, he's a bit out there. Everybody will know that. And he's laid up in hospital at the moment, mate. We're feeling a bit sorry for himself over a few broken bones. But um, he'd be devastated, mate, because he weren't just a horse to Matty. He was his best mate. You know, and he put Matty's name up in lights, winning you know numerous feature races and and all that. And you know, Matty drove him for twelve wins. Troy McDonald won a couple on him. I think Justin Campbell won one on him at Melton as well. And and Dylan Ford might have even got a win on him. Um, but he was just, you know, he was just a horse that everybody just used to attract him. Maybe because of the name, you know, Matty Robertson's calling, calling Hector yeah. the Collector and all that. And, yeah, yeah. You know, he just resonated with with, with all the with all the local people and, um, you know, like, just his racing style, he'd go up and bore the pressure on Matty, he wouldn't, he'd hold no prisoners, mate, if you held the lead, he'd bore it up to you and, you know, he'd make it a staying test and, you know, most times, you know, Hector would come out on top, he was just a super horse and he's going to be sadly missed by all in Tasmania and, and you know, more than Matty, I just hope he gets over it and it's going to take him a, it's going to take him a while, mate, because, you know, the horse be- ended up becoming a bit of a cult figure at Tasmanian Harness Racing, to be honest. And his win a few weeks ago was just synonymous with him. Like, Matty had been on the sidelines for a, for a 12-month period, I think, um, from an indiscretion. But 
you know, he got him back to his best winning off 30 metres. He beat Riley Major, as, as you just heard, and he was off 30 metres as well. And So he was he was still racing at the peak of his powers when the tragedy happened. And Yeah, it's a bit sad, mate. You can hear it in my voice, even though I'm not connected yeah. to the horse. But, you know, I, I wrote a story about him 18 months ago about Matty and the horse and just talking to Matty, you, you just knew how much the horse meant to him. And, um, yeah, just rest in peace. You know, I used to call him Hector the check collector because he was an ATM machine. He just used to keep earning the money for his connection. And, yeah, he's going to be sadly missed, mate. And, um, you know, there's always, there's going to be a star shining up there brightly for Matty to, to sit back at Oatlands when he's when he's feeling a bit down, having a beer or a beer or a beer and that. He'll be up there looking above, mate, and just thinking of all them great memories Hector brought him over the last three to four years. Beautiful sentiments, mate. Uh, the, the awards have been a bit lighthearted, but uh, that was probably... A serious one. I don't even know what we call that award, but uh, great to reflect on. Call me Hector and his and his magic career that he has had in Tassie. Now, getting back to the other awards, most consistent. Some pretty consistent trainers and drivers down there. Yeah, well, there is. But um, this bloke, he's, he's Kent, Kent Rattray, mate. He's been around, for, you know, he's the brother of Barry and all that. He's always lived in the shadow of Barry. Kent only has a small team, but... He religiously trains, you know, his 20-odd winners a year. And he's always got a handy horse in the stable coming through, no, no matter what year it is. And um, he does a great job with the youngsters. He's probably known as one of the best conditioners of young horses. He gets them up and going early. And, you know, Sonny Sands is his stable star. You know, he's got Corrado Artemis coming through, which is sounds as two-year-old in the state as any. And once, once Ken irons out a few issues, you know, he'll, he'll be a really good three-year-old. But... He doesn't get a lot of recognition, Kent, but you know, I just think his consistency's been paramount over the last ten to fifteen years and he deserves to be mentioned and if you've got a footy team on the ground, mate, you'd be putting him in no matter what because you know he's gonna go out there and try his best every time he, he fronts up. Yeah, you you had Elliot Booth down as well. We've only got seven minutes to get through all your tips and the rest of them yet, so uh most improved? Most improved, it's a couple of young ones. Matty Howlett's gone to another level in the last 12 months with the emergence of Mickey O, tried to tell you, took over the training and just getting on better horses, obviously the confidence factor and he's driving with a lot of confidence. He's going ahead in leaps and bounds. Then you've got the young couple, Mitch Ford, he's the state's leading driver. So he had a great season and it'd be just great to see him hold on to win that award. He's only got a, you know, another 10 days to go and hopefully get a couple of winners on the weekend. And the young up-and-comer, as I've touched on many times, is William Older. Uh, we don't need to say much more about him. I've got a big rap on him, and he's going to definitely go places in the coming years. Um, we'll touch on the best and fairest participant, Todd Rattray, um, son of Barry. He's another one that's lived in the shadows of Gareth and James over the years, but since he's taken over the training at Corrales Stables, he's definitely come through, and he's just his consistency trains 40 to 60 winners a year, drives 40 to 60 winners a year, and he's a great conditioner of his horses, and he's definitely um, up the top of my tree. I've got a lot of respect for Todd. And the runner-up, Mark Yole, mate, he's had the best season he's ever had this year. He drove his first group one winner. We've got a good reason winning the Tasmania Cup. But it's just not that. He's drove Sire Stakes winners. He's drove numerous Country Cup winners. And, you know, when Mark's got his confidence up, there's not many better drivers around, mate. And one thing about him... Um, as you've touched on, Toby, he does get him, get him to steps very quickly from the stand, and he's a great driver of the smaller track in Tasmania as well. well last week, I said he's—I he, thought he was the best stand start driver in Australia, right? 
There was five stand starts at Burnie on Friday, and he won four of them. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, well, well, he is, mate. And you mentioned Bernie. He drives Bernie better than anybody. Yeah, I'm telling yeah, you. You know, yeah. he just no, he does. He drives Bernie very well. I've been saying that for a couple of years. Best of, so we'll touch on the horses. Best um, and fairest and runner-up for the horses. Uh, Riley Major. He's only won three races this year, but he's always off the back mark of handicaps, and he's just his model of consistency. And it's just fitting that he won last week, won the Danbury Park Cap off the 30 metre handicap. Ran second in the Tasmania Cup beyond, got a good reason off a 30-metre handicap. So he gets the best in Paris for me, mate. He just always gives his all when he goes out there, no matter what conditions of the race. And the runner-up in the coming star is Mickey O. Um, he's a three-year-old. He's a three -old. He's emerged. He's very good horse. It's just where we can take the next step. But he's a horse that's uh, put Matty Howell the same up in life, trainer and driver and a, and a part owner. And, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes, but he's got a knack of stepping up when the time comes and he, he has proved himself to be a genuine finals player. But I've got to give a special mention to Olaf Picaria, who had a great first yeah. season, two-year-old filly, and she's another one that stepped up on the big stage. You know, she was averaging a heat of the Ericus, but come to the final, mate, she just showed him what she's all about, and she made a, a pretty handy field of two-year-old fillies look silly. And Yeah, so they're the the best and fairest in the runner-up of the horse section, Toby. Very good, Jamie. Very well done. Great array of participants and horses from across Tasmania, mate. Take a big, deep breath. I'll give you a break for a few minutes. We'll come back the other side and we'll have three or four minutes to go through your tips for the weekend. No worries, buddy. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Welcome back to Trot's Life, and I'm joined by Jamie Cockshut in our tipping segment. And one of my highlights of the year, Jamie, and I was when I said to you, give us your best bets for the year, Jamie, and you said, maybe. And I said, Jamie, give us your best bets for the year. And you said, maybe. I said, Jamie, give us your best bets. And you said, maybe. Jamie, now give us your best bets for tomorrow night, please. Uh, we might go race to number nine, I see double. Yeah, we'll go race one, number six, maybe. Very good last week. Um, yeah, like, hasn't come back as good as I thought it would, but after its run last week, just finds a winnable race. Drawn six, a push forward, and its main rival's drawn outside it. So that's going to get every chance to get back into the winner's list and looks a good bet in the first. When, when, I, come... when I did that, Jake, Jamie, do you remember what you called me on air? I don't know, mate. I don't know. I call people some crazy names sometimes. You, you, I better not repeat on air just in case I did so. You said, so, you said you're a something idiot. And uh, we had to go back and just delete that something <laughs> word out. Oh, did you? Yeah, that'd be me, mate. That'd be me. That'd be it me. was very funny. And it got commented on by many people, actually. It was good value. Yeah, uh, yeah value runners, uh, you're seeing double on them. Yeah, no, we are. I see double. He's done the job for us a couple of times. Just resumes from a little freshen up. Gets a good run through. And if he's had his... Well, stick with Steph Pinkstone's in race four. I tipped it the other week. Um, it was okay, but just done too much work, to be honest. So, from the second line draw, it's going to be driven a bit more, you know, patient. And don't be surprised to see her get over the top of him later, around the 4 or $5 mark. And over to race nine, number nine. Geez, we're going for the number nine here. Um... Mr. Eagle, um, trained by Adrian Duggan, just a consistent little horse, and this is probably the weakest race he's been in for a while, and he does get a good run through, and 
I reckon he can get a good side around the four or five dollar mark as well. Couple of odds, race three, number twelve, Sports Illustrator. We're going to get odds because where it's drawn. If it drew a barrier, it'd probably be close to equal favourite to be honest. But we'll get ten or ten dollars from out the back, and he's definitely worth an each way bet in a pretty open race. And race seven, number eight, Roxroy. This horse is getting, getting very close to a win. Drawn to follow the probably like leader or three pigs, and that's not a bad place to be at Hobart, especially if they do run along up front. So he's one that's going to give a good side around the twelve or fifteen dollar mark. We'll go quality, mate. First leg, one, two, three. Second leg, one, two, four, seven, and 15. Third leg, eight, 10, and 13. And last leg, one, four, five, and 13. $45, give us 25% of the dividend. Very good, mate. Uh, once again, Jamie, thanks for the year we, we've had together on uh, the Taz Racing segment. It's been great fun. I've enjoyed it immensely, and we have a bit of a laugh. But most important, we've had so many wonderful participants and guests and so many great stories across the year. No, that's it, mate. And just to you, mate, you're doing an outstanding job. You're very professional at what you do, mate. It's a pleasure coming on every Thursday, dribbling a bit of bit of um, bit of shite to you every now and then, <laughs> mate, about Tasmanian harness racing. But we're both passionate, and that's what the main thing is about the harness industry. There's a lot of passionate people, and the more we can promote the sport, that's what it's all about. But just another one: all the participants, all the all the participants. All of our listeners out there, mate, that like to tune in to having a punt, just like to wish them all a very Merry Christmas and most of all a very safe Christmas. And um, let's see if we can um, get a few winners over the Christmas period and into the new year as well. Thanks, Jamie. Great sentiments, mate. Cheers, buddy. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon.